This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. My guest today is a wonderful human being. She is a 1-3 emotional manifester. She's a life coach. She's a manifestation expert. Obviously, she's a manifester, so she's going to be doing something with manifestation. She's Amber Denton. Welcome, Amber. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am super excited to be here on your podcast and talk human design. Like you mentioned, my name is Amber Denton, and I am a certified life and success coach, clinical hypnotherapist, NLP, and EFT practitioner, and I am also a manifestation expert. Yeah, and it it totally makes sense when I realize you're a manifester. By the way, manifestors are an energy type of human design. It's one of the five energy types, and it's like the second most rare. There's about 8% of the population that are manifestors. So we don't have a lot of them, which is unfortunate because you're, you're very powerful in your energy and you're here to initiate in life. You're the only type that's here to do so. The rest of us are stuck waiting for the invitation or listening to our gut or looking for signs or for reflector, maybe waiting 28 days to make a big choice. Manifestors decide they want to do something and they go for it without any outside checking in with people or they don't really have to do any of that stuff. They can just go on their merry way and initiate. And we are here to say thank you because we don't have that power. And it is a really unique energy. And it makes, like I said, it makes so much sense the work that you do because manifestation for manifestors when you're talking about human design is really about putting actual things out into the universe like physical things achievements action whatever you want to call it while manifestation uh, a lot of times is also thought of as an a thing you do energetically to to pull things towards you right is that how you would describe like manifestation the way you teach it i yeah the way i teach it is like it's a phenomenon that basically happens when um, something goes from your imagination into your physical reality comes in from from mind to form basically yes Uh, and as a manifester amber doesn't have to do anything in between there's no middle man when it comes to manifesting certain things the rest of us usually are do best when we check in with others or when we're invited into a situation so we can speak openly and share our gifts openly. Amber just gets in there and does it. And this can be sort of a double-edged sword with manifestors when they hear this, because yes, it's wonderful that you can just jump in and do what you want really without paying attention to what other people think or want from you or ask of you or any of that stuff. Like that's wonderful. It can also bring some pressure as a manifester because you're the only one here to initiate. So you are essentially doing all the initiating for the rest of us. And that's a lot of pressure that we can put on you. Like you're here to make things happen and to know that can be like, wow, okay, well, what if I don't feel like making something happen today? Or what if 
I'm not in the mood for it today. Or what if my emotional authority as Amber has is saying, not today, not today, girl. I'm not, I'm not here to initiate big things today. And that can really put a strain on a manifester because they're think they think they're not doing what they're here to do. This is what I'm here to do. And I don't want to do it. What's up with that? Well, the main thing I tell manifestors is that your signature in life, your signature of feeling in life is peace. So whatever it is that you're doing or initiating or putting out into the world should somehow be connected to a peace that you feel inside, something that makes you feel at, at peace with the world, at peace with humanity, at peace with yourself, because that's your overarching energy is to be at peace and not to be initiate, initiate, push, push, push. I got to do it because I'm the manifester. You, you, it's better to, to really look at the things that you are attracted to and the things that you want to initiate and understand why those are important for you as a human being and to connect with them in a way that's bigger than you so that it feels good to put them out. And you're like, yes, I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to put this out in the world and have other people hear what I have to say, see what I have to show, all that kind of stuff. So manifestors just kind of sometimes have to tweak their view of their life path and know that ultimately we want you, the rest of us want you to be at peace with your decisions, with your um achievements with everything that you've got going on because that's when we get the ultimate initiating power from you and I have really learned like since I've had my reading with you and learned more about my human design and it made total sense once I had the reading that I was a manifester because you know I've always kind of felt like things just happen and what I've learned about manifesting too is that we're always manifesting all of us are always manifesting but most of us are doing it um, unconsciously. We're not aware of it. So the last year I've been really harnessing my manifesting power and learning more about manifestation and bringing it into my conscious awareness. And that has just been mind blowing, but using my human design too, and knowing that I'm an emotional authority and riding those waves of like you said, sometimes I don't feel like doing it and I want to be at peace. So learning how to um, to go between the manifesting power of initiate, initiate, go, 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 and the emotional wave of like, I'm not feeling it today and learning to take peace and quiet time and um, really riding out that until I do feel at peace before I start initiating has really been helpful to learn how to do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And manifestors are non-sacral beings. So we don't, they don't have the consistent access to sacral energy, work energy, as I spoke about on my last episode, as the generators, generators and manifesting generators of this world. So while the manifestor is here to initiate and to get things done, they're also working with, um, a a non-sacral motor. So they don't have consistent access to energy which means just like you said, there'll be days where you're like, yes, I'm ready to go. I have so much energy. Here we go. And then there's days where you have a lot of stuff on your plate and you were planning on doing things when you had a lot of energy. You're like, yes, I'll do this tomorrow. This, 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 this. And then you get to that day and you're not feeling it. 
And it, it's very frustrating because as non-sacral beings, I'm also a non-sacral being, we just want to get it done and we don't want to make excuses for ourselves and we don't want to feel sorry for ourselves and we don't want to wallow in, oh, I can't get it done today. I'm tired. Blah. So we, it's better if we turn that into acceptance and into awareness of, okay, today my energy is not as high as I thought it was going to be. That's cool. Let's look at this list and boil down what's really important today. Maybe one or two things. Okay, great. That's what I'm going to focus on. The rest of it, psh. And we just have to forgive ourselves for not being machines because that's not what we are and allow ourselves to, to, have, a day, to have days that are not as, as um, what's the word I'm looking for? productive. Yes. You said it. Jinx productive as we would like. And that's okay. And this, this world has taught us that that's not okay. That we need to be as to take the day, seize the day, use, take, squeeze as much out of the day as we possibly can every single day. And that just is not quality time for us and our energy and our bodies. And it might feel like, yes, I'm using every second of my life. So at the end of my life, there's no way that I can feel regrets. Well, that's never going to happen. You're always going to feel regrets. And simply doing nothing and sitting with yourself or going for a walk when you should be working on something else is so much better for your energy and gives you so much more quality in your output that you, you're going to have better initiating power anyway, just by taking the time and accepting that not every day is going to be a power manifester day. Right. You know? Exactly. And I have learned, and I'm still learning to work with that, to work with that energy, especially since launching my own business and being a manifester. Like I just have so much on my plate and so much that I'm always doing. And then when I wake up and I, like you're saying, I don't have the energy to do something learning to accept that and work with that and saying, okay, it's okay. Slow down, go take a bath, go take a walk, whatever it is I need to do to feel that peace feeling again, because that's going to really help me get back into that energetic mode of production. And so um, really learning and accepting that it's okay. It's okay for me to take breaks. And that's, you know, what's going to propel me forward is taking the time to rest and um, not overwork myself and get burnt out because that's not going to help me in the long run. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, acceptance and awareness are huge in human design. I also wanted to touch, we talked about your emotional authority a little earlier um, and I've touched on emotional authority before. If you have emotional authority, about half of the population does. So it's a big authority, it's the most common authority you're gonna have what's called emotional waves where you feel really low or you feel really high. You can also have emotional waves where you're in a really high spot, really jazzed up and positive and like, ah, I'm so happy and excited. So there's both. And it's better to make, to make big decisions when you're in the middle, like plain seas, bored, almost bored, almost like I, I don't feel emotionally attached to this situation. That's like kind of how, and you're never going to be 100% that way. You're never going to be 100% emotionally unattached. You're never going to be 100%. This is the choice. For emotional authority, 80% is enough. That's how they word it in human design. So if you're 80% sure of a choice, then that's your choice. You don't have to ever be 100% because you'll never get there. You'll always, emotional authority will always come back to talk to you and say, 
well, what about this? Or, or I'm, I'm feeling emotionally attached in this way. So the emotional waves are different for, for everyone, depending on what you have. You actually have two different emotional waves, but they both come from the same like collection of emotional waves. It's called the community waves. And community waves are about human connection and physical touch. And a lot of times people with these waves, when they get really emotionally charged and really riled up, it's because they haven't had that emotional connection or human connection or physical touch enough or in a while and they need it. And it really is what ramps you up emotionally is the feeling of alone and the feeling of no one's supporting me. No one is here for me. That's kind of what these emotional waves can, can ramp up in you. And the way to, to kind of work with those waves is to be really aware of your emotional needs and your physical touch needs from other people, your human connection needs from other people. They might be more than you think, which will make you feel like, why, why do I need this person? Why do I need to hug? Why do I need to talk? Like, oh, I'm strong. I'm a manifester. I don't need to do this. You do. And you need it before you think. So it's always good if you have this sort of emotional energy to make sure you get your hugs in or your pats on the back. Or if, especially during this time, it can be really hard for emotional authority when you can't see people or physically be around people. Just this sort of thing that we're doing, just this connection, human connection that we're having is helpful. So even if it's just a video chat or a phone call with somebody, even if you feel that you don't need that, like you're strong and you don't need any of that, get a, give yourself a little taste every once in a while and realize how much it kind of steadies you and 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 like what's it, it like hardens your resolve. It goes okay, like this person is with me, they support me, they know what my plans are and my ideas are because I'm a manifester and I should be informing them along the way. These are my ideas, these are my plans. Don't get lost. Um, <laughs> So if they know what I've got going on and they're supporting me, yes. And then it can kind of give you this emotional resolve of like, I'm ready to go. Like, I don't, I I feel good. It just is a way to settle you down basically. Yeah. And that's so interesting that you're um, saying that because I'm learning that, you know, um, uh, with my partner, um, the more support I have and like, I'm wondering why do I always want to hug him? Like, why is it that, but it's that physical touch. And um, I don't think we've talked about that yet. That was kind of something I wanted to surprise um, you with. (laughs) That's very cool that you're saying that because I was recently just wondering, it's like, why do I always want to touch him and like hug him and need that support from him? Mm -hmm. But also, you know, going into the, um, to what you were saying about making decisions, don't make them when I'm too high in emotion or too low in emotion. That's been very important for me to learn because I've always been a person that wants to make a decision in the now, whatever emotion I'm in, I'm trying to make a decision. And sometimes those have proven not to be the best decisions. So learning to work with that and um, to when I'm more, more even keeled, like you were saying, kind of in the middle, not too high and not mm-hmm. too low, and then make the decision has been very helpful with, especially my business that I've um, just started. So, hmm. I wonder, do you have your chart handy? I want to see if you have your uh, defined. Do. do you have a defined spleen? I think Let's you might. See. You can show it to me if you want. 
you do this see this is this is why i freaking love human design so much the spleen is a center for time and in the moment choices and like i want to make this in the moment so you have both those things in you you have the i need to wait for my emotional wave and i have intuitive knowing and i'm going to make this choice because i know it's right mm-hmm. so you can go a little bit both ways your emotional authority is the authority and will always be the best place to check first like Am I feeling really crazy low or high in my emotions before I make this choice? But if your spleen is speaking to you and you're getting these intuitive hits and it really makes sense for you to go with this thing and you're not sure where you feel on it emotionally, there are going to be times when you're just going to need to do it because your spleen is saying, hey, listen to me, you know that this is the time and that you're right, go ahead. It's an experiment. Human design is always an experiment. So there's going to be times when you initiate and you're like, oh, maybe I should have waited or you waited and you're like, oh, I should have just gone with it. But the awareness that you have all both of these things inside of you will give you the permission to sometimes just go with it. Even if you're like, I, I feel emotionally charged because maybe you're really excited and mm-hmm. it's okay to be really excited about something and to go for it at the same time. Mm-hmm. The thing with emotionally charged is sometimes you don't know where the charge is coming from or why you feel a certain way. And you're like, I feel like emotionally connected to this in a weird way, or just like, I don't know what's going on. And that's what the waiting when you have emotional authority is all about is kind of waiting for the waters to clear and being like, I don't know how I feel about this to get you to a place of, okay, I think I'm pretty sure how I feel about this now. And your spleen at any point can come in and say, Hey, I know how you feel. Do this now. Yeah. I feel like my spleen comes in a lot, actually. It tells me how I feel. (laughs) That's good. That's good. That means you're hearing it because the spleen is the quietest awareness center um, of human design. So emotional authority is going to talk, speak louder. Hey, I'm over here. Listen to me emotions. And the spleen is going to be very quiet. So if you're hearing like your emotion, your intuitions, it means you're getting keener on hearing everything in your body which is and as a manifester and a manifesting expert that I teach manifestation um you know I teach listening to those intuitive hits and um because I feel like it's so important you know your gut or whatever is your second brain and that's really um a lot of where I get a lot of my inspiration is Mm -hmm. my my gut feelings those intuitive intuitive hits Mm -hmm. and then I like if they excite me, I like to run with them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And if, if you don't have a defined spleen, if you're an undefined spleen, I'm an undefined spleen. This doesn't mean that you're not going to have intuition at all, or you're not going to have intuitive hits. It's just a more inconsistent feeling for you. And it is harder to trust that way because it's not going to be something that you've been used to paying attention to, or even it could be very alien feeling for you to have intuitive hits. But when you have a defined spleen, usually most people who have a defined spleen, especially people like you who've been doing the inner work, get can get more clear on that feeling. And they're like, oh, maybe I should trust that. Maybe I should try that. And it's not, it's not to say that human design is always telling you the right move to make. It's just showing you the opportunities that you have and your body is saying, oh, I like this one, or maybe I like this one more. And it's just really about listening to what our body says rather than our mind, because in human design, the mind does not make decisions at all, ever. It's the rest of the stuff. 
<laughs> paying attention how, to how you feel and how it feels in your body. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wanted to touch on one more um, interesting part about your human design, and that would be your profile. Human design profile is like your personality. It's what other people see in you. It's, it's a big cornerstone of your path, and it's with you always, and it shows your, itself to you in different ways throughout your life. So Amber is a 1-3, and when you have one as the first number, sometimes I'll refer to that as the first line. This is the knowledge seeker. This is the investigator, the foundation needer. The first line wants to have all the information before they speak on a subject. They get into rabbit holes of information about subjects that they get interested in and you can't get them out. They want to know everything and all things from all sides. And they're here to share knowledge and to help us when we need advice or when we need uh, someone who has Uh, consistent knowledge or knowledge that we trust. So oftentimes, if you have a friend who's a first line, that's the person that people seek for advice, or they go, you know, I've been hearing a lot of different things about this particular topic. What do you think? Because they trust your insight because you've looked at things from all sides. So you have the clearest insight for us. The other thing with the first lines is they can get really into needing foundation. So it can be hard for them to make change if they don't feel like they have a strong foundation on the other side. So this can mean that it can be difficult to leave a job if you don't have another job, to leave a relationship if you don't have another relationship, to leave a house if you don't have another house. Basically, to leave something without the promise of that thing in better form on the other side can be difficult for the first line. But because Amber is a one three, she also has the three or the third line in her profile. And the three is here to say, screw it, Amber, just do it. Whatever the one is saying, don't listen. It's kind of like, I don't want to say angel and devil on your shoulder because neither are good or bad. I would say one and three on your shoulder. (laughs) And the one is here saying, no, we have to have all our ducks in a row. We have to be ready. We're not ready. And the three is saying, you're as ready as you're going to be. Just jump out of the airplane. And this is the really freaking cool profile to have. It sounds crazy and it sounds like internally, it doesn't sound fun, but it's really neat to see the first line and the third line kind of crash and to see the third line win out because it almost always does. And for the one to just try it, just go, okay, screw it. I'm going to try because it, I, it, to me, it's got to be such an exhilarating feeling. I'm neither, I'm not a one, I am a three, six. So I do have the three. It's got to be an exhilarating feeling to not be ready for something and to try it anyway and have it work. And you're just like, oh, cool. Kind of how I feel about this podcast a little bit, but um, <laughs> so that's why I love the one in the three energy is because you do have the one that that's here so that you're ready and prepared, but then you have this third energy that doesn't let you sit in your readiness and not initiate. Right. That's what you're here to do. And I love that because I do, like I seek knowledge and um, I can prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare to my own detriment sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then having that three saying, you're never gonna be prepared enough. You've got to just do it. You know, and I recently just did that with leaving my, 
uh, my nanny career and jumping into Yay. this business that congratulations. You know, <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. Um, jumping, like I didn't have another job quote unquote job lined up. You know, I wanted to start my own business. And so make taking that leap, like I prepared as much as I could. And then finally the three in me was like, just freaking jump and do it. Or you're never going to do it. And that comes true a lot with like um, my business and my coaching and whatnot. I can research and research and research and research, but sometime I have to quit researching and teach it. So I have, it's a really cool, um, like you said, it's a really good profile to have because I am prepared. I am prepared, but then something inside of me is saying, you're never going to prepare, be prepared enough, jump and do exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. That's why I, I do love the one, three profile because you're, when you're a first line, you're inherently always prepared. So even if you have never read about a topic or seen something in your entire life and someone said, Hey, I want you to speak on bubblegum factories. And you were like, Oh my God, I know nothing about bubblegum factories. Uh, uh, and you freak out because you're a one and you have to know everything about bubblegum factories. But if they turn the camera on you and said, give me one minute on bubblegum factories, you would spit out something. It, it might not be like super intelligent because you don't know exactly what you're saying, but you would make it in your head to where it's okay. This is good enough. Here I go. Maybe you'll talk about your favorite flavor of bubble gum, or maybe you'll like turn it into something else, but you'll go with it because the third line is like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and the first line is like, well, I know enough about bubble gum, I guess let's go. So it's a really cool to know that you'll never not be prepared. Even if you feel like you're not, like you're much more prepared than most people would be in your situation. And that's awesome. And that's just how you are. Like that's your energy is more prepared than most people always. <laughs> so that's always good to know as a one, cause it can take some of the pressure off of the endless need to be prepared and over. Right. Yes. And I'm so glad that, you know, we've connected for you to tell me that, because like I said, the preparedness can come to my own detriment where the mm -hmm. rabbit holes of information. And it's like, the three is so cool. Cause it's like, just go jump. Now you're ready. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm glad that we got to talk so much about being a manifester. Manifestors are super powerful humans. And there's not a lot of you when I tag people in my Instagram stories that have the same, um, type in certain stories. And whenever I do a manifestor story, there's only like three of you. And I know them. I'm like, okay, I'll tag Eric. I'll tag Amber and I'll tag Jennifer. Like I already know who they are because okay. there's only three. And anytime I do it, I'm like, this is so cool. Like there's only three of them. And I've done hundreds of charts. Like I get really jazzed up to know that there are diamonds like you all out there. And I'm really excited to let you know that yes, you do have this power. You have power more than you think, and it can be overwhelming and scary at first to be like, oh, I'm responsible for all this, but that's not what it's about at all. It's about using the power to find your peace and using the power for good. I guess you can say you're a manifestor superhero. Um, and, and that's so good to know, especially launching this business that I just you know, launched as a, as a life and success coach and manifestation expert, I want to be here to spread the light and bring good to the world. Yeah. And I know that's why you're here. I can feel it whenever I talk to my, my podcast people, I can feel their excitement about what they've got going on and what, what they have, what they're initiating, what's on their path. And it makes me really excited to hear about it. I have one more question for you. 
before you go. Okay. When you're growing up, what kids movie or part of a kids movie scarred you? Like really messed you up? I can start while you're thinking. Mine was All Dogs Go to Heaven when I was younger because the dog went to heaven and I just, I was like six or seven and I just lost. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't, all dogs, all dogs go to heaven two came out. I was like, no, no, I'm not watching that. I will not watch that. It ruined me, ruins me. I want to say (laughs) E.T. The, yeah, the part where like he's sick and they're all oh, like yeah. house and they have all the ventilators and the science or the the suits on the the hazmat suits or whatever and like I can just remember bawling my eyes out yeah 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 I know when we're kids man that stuff really gets us I don't think I can watch all dogs go to heaven right now without losing it anyway well thank you thanks for answering my silly question and thanks for being a part of the podcast it was really great to have you on and I'm sure I'll have you on again because we still have tons of stuff to talk about you can also check out Amber she has a Facebook group make that shift happen I go live in there sometimes with her to talk about human design she's on Instagram too same name make that shift happen Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Janelle. You're welcome. Congratulations on your podcast. Thank you. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.